Well, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Raymond's Weekly Podcast. I'm here with Tony McKinnon, like always. Well, usually always. Usually always. I, I guess you... More you, often than not. Yeah, you, you had a spring break for a yeah. couple of... It wasn't much of a spring break. Not much of a break. But, yeah, but, it was but, spring. <laughs> you weren't here. <laughs> yeah, I weren't here. Not in person. Not in person. I'm not sure if you're even here in spirit. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, it's it's good to have all you guys listening to us all across the world, not just in Ace, all across the world, you know. And it is interesting. I was looking at some some stats the other day, and we're really picking up in Germany. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. So I'm, I don't know if it's because we had John Grumall on or, or whatever. Yeah. So Volkswagen. So obviously, I don't think anyone's going to catch India. India seems to be our number. Our, we're, we're our program's hot in India for what, right. for whatever reason. You know, not because of you, Tony. We're hotter than curry. <laughs> I'm not sure we're hotter than curry. So, but anyway, you know, once again, we'd love to hear from you guys. If you want to send us an email, it's um, it podcast at rama dot org. That's r h e m a dot org. Podcast at rama dot org. Also, you can like us on Facebook and on Instagram at rama podcast, and we'd love to hear from you. You know hear your complaints you know, hear much you know most of the time we we get to hear how much you like us and so so that's good so majority of people do like us that's good because we're kind of thin skin yeah <laughs> we're not really thin skin so <laughs> anyway you know and and so it's we've had some some great feedback well today once again we have a pastor dave fowler from remnant church in manhattan kansas and um tony dave started his church in a pandemic in fact whenever dave called me to tell me he was starting his church i i think i told him he was crazy but, but anyway um so dave um how'd you pick 2020 for a year to start your church well i think you know i was just telling someone the other day it's a good thing that uh, we'd already made up our mind before COVID hit otherwise you know it might have been easy to pull back and, and maybe uh, readjust or you know question god a little bit but in September of 2019, I guess it's actually at the beginning of 2019 when I started praying some things out for the year of 2019, the Lord told me change was coming. And so begin to just continue to pray that out. I knew that um, it meant one of two things. And as we began to pray it out, we knew that uh, we'd be leaving there where we were at and going out to pastor um, somewhere, just didn't know where at the time. And then I was driving down the road in September of, of 2019 and the Lord just clearly spoke to me that we were to move to Manhattan, Kansas and start a church. And so at that point, you know, I talked to my wife, Katie, and at first she was like, where Manhattan? I mean, you know, there's a lot of other options of across the continent. <laughs> yeah, We'd yeah, had other like, op- like Florida. <laughs> exactly. We'd had other opportunities, other places that, you know, and the natural seems a better fit seemed like, you know, as an existing church or, place that actually had a paycheck um and and being in a place where we were already at a good place and and had you know um a paycheck with our bills covered and things like that um naturally didn't always make sense and when COVID hit it really didn't make sense but you know we we put our trust in God and we just began we said you know God knew what was going on he knew COVID was coming and when he had already told us to step out and we'd already put in our notice there where we were at um in January, early January. And so we were already committed to be out. And so we just continued to follow God and trust him. And, and it's worked out well. Was it, was it February of 2020 when you came and, and we met in my office 
Was that? I'm yes, sir. To, yeah, and you. I mean, you were committed then, and we didn't. We had no idea even then of the gravity of what was about to happen in just a few weeks, as far as COVID goes. Um, but you already had the course charted. Yes, sir. And, and also, for some of you that don't know geography, that he went from Jayhawk country to Wildcat country, right? Is it? <laughs> that, that, that that's it's, your mascot, isn't it? It's purple where you yeah. are. Yes, it, it, yes, everything is purple. <laughs> yeah. uh, Manhattan. It was definitely we have to had to kind of hide out our Jayhawk gear and make sure it was in the closet. We, we, our kids had like you know Jayhawk socks and shoes and hats and yeah, shirts. For, for and, you guys that know, oh, that, that's that's Kansas University. <laughs> now he's for Kansas State University. You know is you know so it's um it's a lot different. You know, <laughs> so but at least yeah. it's not yeah. like Auburn and, <laughs> and Alabama. Well, well, you know, Paul said be all things to all men. When I moved to Kentucky to take that church. Uh, I put a UK plate on the front of my blue expedition. I figured at least the color match, but I was, I was a poser cause deep down I still bled red for Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of the thing. I haven't gone to the point of actually putting a uh, wildcat on, on my uh, truck, <laughs> but, but, uh, we, we definitely, we, 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 uh, continue just to get in and, and, uh, do like you said, be all things to all people. Yeah, so so tell us. I mean, you know, so your church started with outreach, correct? Is that, is that how you how you launched the church? Um, tell us tell us all about that. Yep, absolutely. So we moved here June first of twenty twenty, so right in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> absolutely, right in the middle of the pandemic, we moved and uh, got here in, in Manhattan and began to just um, you know pray it out, walk it out. And the first thing we did was we started it with a food distribution. Um, through the pandemic, it was an opportunity that we were able to work with the farmers to family food uh, program. And so we started bringing in, there wasn't anything going on in the area here for that. I mean, there's harvesters and things that um, we're doing something once a month here, but there was nothing like what we were, what we were able to bring in with the uh, connections we had there to the farmers to food uh, or farmers to family program. And so we started bringing in a semi every week and we've been continuing to do that. We had a couple of weeks off um, back in um, November that there wasn't the production that was coming and it was allowing us to bring it in here. But other than that, we've now brought in over 40,000 boxes of food and 40,000 gallons of milk into our community. And wow. the amazing thing is Manhattan's kind of unique. Uh, we're a college town, and but we're sitting right in the middle of um, several smaller towns around, you know, so we feed into Manhattan and really with our food distribution, we're servicing four counties. And so 1,280 boxes every single week coming in and, and, you know, and, and it's amazing that the need's just been so great that we've been able to, through that opportunity, um, we'll have 1,280 boxes come in and out, but from the time it hits the ground till the time we're done, we've got it down now to about 45 minutes. That's I mean, the line. We've had 250, 300 cars in the line. Um, even a couple of times, even before that, we kept going and have to change locations because the demand was so high and we were backing up streets. So, but the great thing is, you know, the thing I always said is we weren't just handing out food. This is obviously it's great. You know, when you're able to put food on the table for a family that may not know where their next meal is coming from, and you're able to bring peace and joy into that home by providing that food and that meal for that family for the, you know, for the next few days or the next few weeks and how what's turned into um, months that we've been able to do this. It's just amazing to hear the testimonies come back from these families, but I make sure that we're not just handing out food. Every single day I get out there two hours before the distribution and I start in the line of cars starts, you know, two and a half, 
three hours before the distribution starts. And I start going car to car. And I've got a team of people that come along with me a little bit later, but I start it a couple hours ahead of time and I go car to car and I just begin to love on the people, minister to them, um, just have an opportunity to share Jesus with them. We've seen people get saved out there in these lines. We've seen great testimonies. I mean, we've had testimonies of families completely turned around. We've had testimonies of many healings. We've actually just had in the last, uh, was about three weeks ago, uh, had multiple people the same week came back and said, hey, pastor, you, and these are people that don't even go to our church, but they said, hey, pastor, the last week or the week before you prayed for me. One lady said, you know, called me over to the car and she said, hey, do you remember last week I'd asked you to pray for me? She said, I, they found a, a brain tumor. And she said, with this brain tumor, she said, she knew, she told me that day that she asked me to pray. She said, this Friday, I'm going in for an MRI and pastor, I'm asking you to, you know, pray for me and the, you know, God's will be done and all these things. So I just prayed for and ministered to her that day. And when she came back the next Wednesday for the food distribution, she said, I want you to know, pastor, that prayer works. And when you prayed for me that day, she said, I knew something happened. So when I went in on Friday, the tumor, they couldn't even find it. They couldn't even tell where it ever was. Praise the Lord. Awesome. And had another lady that she had two weeks prior to that had uh, been diagnosed with, um, or she'd had cancer. And so two weeks prior to that, she'd asked me to pray for, you know, for cancer. And that same Wednesday, she called me over the car and she said, Hey, I just want you to know. They said the cancer is completely in remission. Hallelujah! And so we just hear testimony after testimony like that. People that didn't even know God healed, but we've just been able to bring light and life to them, minister to them and just love on them. Really. That's what it is. Honestly, I tell our people all the time, this really is about loving people. Yeah. And that's what we do. That's the foundation of who we are as remnant church is we are a people who we love people. We love to minister to people. We love to see people's lives changed. You know, kind of the slogan of our church is reaching people and changing lives with the goodness of God. And, and just the food distribution, just one of the ways we do that. We've done other outreaches where we have gone into city park and we've, you know, we were able to um, bring in, you know, the bounce houses and the hot dogs and the um, cotton candy machines and all that. And we just put in a great fun day and activities for the kids. We give away bicycles, gift cards, but, the number one thing we do is we preach Jesus and we see people born again um, every single time we do that. In fact, we've got one coming up um, April 3rd. And then I've got Jeff Bardell actually coming in to do, do one at the end of the month. So we've got two coming up here in April. Um, so we're doing city outreaches. We're doing, we're going to be doing block parties. We've got, got a bunch of tools that we're using um, for outreach that we're going out into the community. You know, we, we believe obviously the church, the local church is the most vital thing, but we've got to get outside of our four walls and go into the streets where the people are hurting. And we've just seen, I, I, my wife and I say all the time, we're truly having the time of our lives. That's awesome. Amen. And tell us, uh, you know, I know within all of this, I mean, the faithfulness of God, uh, even financially with, with, so yeah, because, like, because you, you left a, a paying job, right? Right. Yeah. And I mean, you've been blessed right. with your, your, your business, but then there were some things I remember you telling me about, was it a trailer, a stage piece of equipment you got? The Lord helped you get for just a steal. Absolutely. Just the pay. Yeah, absolutely. During all this, you know, that was the first thing. It's like, okay, we're stepping out of a paying job and then find out the pandemic and know that things going on and, and everything's kind of an unknown at that point. So we're stepping out from a known and a guaranteed paycheck um, to really just stepping out on faith. And it was opportunity after opportunity came along just for God to show his faithfulness. His brother Hagan always said, just another opportunity to show that God's word works. And we've seen that to be so true that 
God's word works and we've seen it in many different areas, but as, um, Tony, as you mentioned there, yeah, absolutely. The outreach equipment we've had, um, things, different things that have, that we had opportunity to come across. I was looking one day for a trailer, something we use for outreach and going into neighborhoods and doing different things. And I was bidding on this one on an auction site and it went higher than I wanted to. And I was a little bummed. My wife said, hey, don't worry about it. You always find good deals. God's got, got something better. And literally the next day I started searching some things out and pops up on Facebook marketplace, this trailer down in Arkansas. And I contacted the guy and I was like, this is really interesting. And what it is, it's, it's basically an 18 foot enclosed trailer that converts into a, into a, a 28 by 24 platform. Yeah. And the guy had had it custom built for a project he was doing with Walmart and he paid $64,000 for this trailer. And we were able just to get it for a tiny fraction of that. <laughs> um, he sold it to us uh, for $6,000. Wow. And <laughs> I mean, it's like, we just, we really got just, it's a huge blessing, a huge tool that we're able to use to anytime we do these outreaches, we set it up and we've got a full platform there. It's got, um, the powered system so we can hook up to the generators that are on the, already on the trailer and the hydraulic system opens the trailer up wide and the tailgate tail in goes out. There's extra added platforms that can be added to it, but we can have our full live band up there. We can have ministry going on from there because every outreach, again, we're doing the outreaches, but every outreach every 15 minutes we're calling people in to have some giveaways and to share testimonies from different individuals in the church to preach the gospel and uh, it's just amazing to see the tools we've needed for this that god's just brought them in and uh, again everything that we've been able to to purchase for these outreaches every single one of them has just been a fraction of what it should have cost um, from the natural side of it that's awesome yeah i mean it, it, it's incredible and and you know Obviously, one of the places you talked about, Brother Hagen, one of the places you learned uh, about God and how faithful he is and how to how to have faith and how to believe was, was here at Ramah, Ramah Bible Training College. And like I said, if you're listening out there and you, you, you want to you want to know about this Jesus who who during a pandemic will take care of each and every one of us. And like I said, you know, around here, I, I preach 2020 is our best year ever is my best year financially, physically, spiritually, emotionally and whatever it might be. And. 2021 is a year of awesomeness. That's, that's, and it was, it's, it's, it's been awesome. I mean, the other day I woke up and, and for whatever reason, um, my bank account it, it said that somebody sent me $500. Oh, hello. And, and so I sent a text message and me thanking them. They never even responded to my text message. So <laughs> I don't know if they had an auto draft or whatever, but you know, it's pretty cool to wake up. And it was like six thirty in the morning and I was checking my email and I'm like, Actually, no. It was I think I got a text message, you know, well, a notification that five hundred more dollars appeared in my bank account. I see, I thought you was going to say you got fourteen hundred from no. Uncle Joe. No, uh, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other subject. We, we we won't go there, Tony. But but you know, rbtc.org. You can find more information about Rama. You can fill out some information there, and we'll send, we'll have one of our. I want to call them specialists, but we'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call, um, set up a time where, where, where we can talk to you, set up a time where you can come to Ramo, come to campus, um, maybe even come to college weekend, April 9th, 10th, and 11th, or some other time, and you can know more about Ramo. So, so Dave, so here we are in the middle of a pandemic. You know, you know, you already were committed to start this church, and so you started, you know, with this outreach program. You know. There's probably some of our listeners who might would like to get involved in the same kind of outreach that you're getting involved in. You know, can you give us an email or, or you know website that they could maybe contact you and 
find more information about that. Cause I'm sure there's other pastors that, you know, they know that they want to outreach to, to, to their community. Absolutely. I'd be glad to help anyone. Cause I believe outreach is definitely something that I believe actually there's something that's been burning my heart for a few years is with the outreach and being more evangelistic. Um, but I believe, wasn't it, uh, didn't Miss Lynette at Winter Bible have a, a, a word of knowledge there? Or she, I, believe she, I can't remember now whether she, yeah. uh, anyway, I remember services there. She started speaking out the things about the evangelistic place that we were moving into. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I believe that's very important and something that every church, I believe, should be doing. But I'd be glad to help anyone pass some information along. You can go to my church uh, website is remnantchurchks.com. My email is Pastor Dave at remnantchurchks.com. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Reach out. Be glad to pass on any information, anything we can do to help uh, your church get going or add in some things there on the outreach side. And uh, just yeah, t- phenomenal testimonies. I can't even tell you that, you know, like I said, my wife I, and, and I, I will say I want to make sure and put this in here because I couldn't do this alone. Obviously, we know number one it's with God, but I thank God to have uh, the partner in ministry that I have in my wife, my wife. Of course, Katie is just so many talent in so many ways. She's a phenomenal anointed worship leader. She loves the kids. Right now, I tell her, she's, I've got the easy job. I'm preaching and loving on people. She's handling the whole children's ministry and the worship team and developing that out. But um, we're both really just truly having the time of our lives, loving people, outreach. We just get out. I mean, I, it's really, I love having a team of people as we continue to grow as a church. We're just getting more and more people help with these outreaches. I will say this, pastors. This is the thing I found. It is number one, the people you're reaching. But I tell you what, to see the joy it brings our people as mm-hmm. they get in and they become a part of these outreaches, it's an outlet. If they, if we just have them sitting in our on our pews or chairs or whatever you've got every week, and they're just getting you know fat and happy on the word, there's just something they're missing. They need that outlet to be able to give out themselves and to be able to have a place to um, give what they've been given. And so we just see it as a great opportunity, not only for us to reach people, but really an outlet for our people. We've had several people come to the church just because they want to be part of a church that's doing something. They see the change and the impact we're having in our community, and they want to be a part of it. And it's just been an, yeah, an amazing thing. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that was what I was going to say, because I'm, you know, obviously you probably have some people who you guys reached out to and because you provided, you know, food for them in, in a difficult time. I'm sure they've you know, now say, I'm going to be part of that church. But there's other people that are like, man, this church is doing something. And I want to be a part of this church that's going out and doing something. So I'm assuming that, you know, we don't realize that, that we, we can build our church both ways. And, and obviously the the way you built your church started out with an outreach. And, and, you know, a lot of people, they don't really care what you know. They care if you care. Yeah. And obviously when you first start Absolutely. out and, and tell people how much you care and, and not only that, you know, showing how much you care. And like you said, not just doing an outreach, but going car to car. And I think that's, you know, phenomenal, you know, and, you know, and you're not, you weren't going to car to car just so they come to your church. You're going car to car just to be a blessing to them. And I think that's the thing. If we be a blessing, then God's going to bless us. Amen. And, you know, that's obviously pretty much what brother Hagen used to say, <laughs> you know, you know, he always said, I, I never pray that God bless me. I always pray God help me be a blessing. And that's what you're Absolutely. endeavoring to do there in Manhattan, Kansas. You know, it, it really is. And, and, you know, Craig, we've had a, kind of a different approach. I know there's when we first said that we were pioneering church, even before COVID hit, a lot of people say, well, how are you going to start the church? Are you going to do this method? Are you going to do this method? Are you going to do what this organization says? And I said, you know, I'm going to do what Jesus said. I'm going to go out and we're going to just reach people. We're not we're going to reach the lost. Jesus said, number one, he said, I came to seek and to save that which is lost. 
And that's really the mission of our church. Our number one thing is to go out and to reach the lost. And that's what, you know, I tell people when, when I go to car to car, people said, you know, sometimes people automatically, oh, well, I go to XYZ church. I said, great. I'm glad you go to a church. We're not trying to pull you from your church, but we are here to love you and, and, and be a blessing to you and help pray for you in any way we can. And, you know, just minister to you as well. But uh, I tell people, I mean, I don't obviously don't run them out of the church, but we have really made it a point to not fish in other people's ponds. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. made it a point to lost and we've really seen and we've got several business owners in the church and different ones of different walks of life, whether it be they came in from the food distribution or again, those that came to help or different business owners because of my background in business. People have been attracted to come in, you know, from different walks, but just seeing the different walks of life that have come in and just having the opportunity to love on them. Like you said, be a blessing, and that's what we're here for. And I think that's what has really been the attractive thing to people coming to our church. And they see that, and they see the opportunity for them to do that themselves and be a part of that. And you know, um, I, I was you know, just kind of thinking to my to myself, you know, um, there might be people listening to this to this podcast, and, and they're like I said, they were wondering what kind of method you use because everyone has their own method to start a, a, a church. I'm sure there's many people that are thinking about starting a church and, and different things. But like I said, you're just trying to do what Jesus did and be a blessing. And I think that's, that's really, really important. I, I know one time here, here on campus, I actually was getting out of my car and I was technically, I was heading to the airport to go minister somewhere. And this is free. We didn't have an aircraft. So, I mean, I, I had to catch American airlines or whatever airlines. So I was going to kind of hurry and, this guy pulls in and he goes, are you a minister? And I'm like, I, I didn't know how, how, if I wanted to answer this or not, because I didn't know what he was going <laughs> to ask me. And, and I, but I said, yeah, he goes, um, you know, my name is Bill. You know, I'm not going to say his last name. Anyway, he says, I was driving by your church and, um, the, you know, I just felt the Lord told me to pull in and find a minister and get saved. I mean, so and, I, mean, <laughs> I thought it was pretty amazing. So, I mean, Bill just, came to me because you're the first person I saw whenever I turned in the, the, the thing. And so, so I took Bill into my office and, um, talked to him about, about being born again and all that kind of stuff, led him to the sinner's prayer. And then I told him, you know, there is another experience, you know, influencing the Holy spirit, you know, you know, we don't have to do it right now, but, but I want to get, gave him some material, you know, on that. And, and Bill's like, I want it all. Well, you know, you and I, and Tony knows, I mean, there's some people have been tearing for 20 years. So, <laughs> So um, I brought in three other people around my office. I said, I said, Bill wants the Holy Spirit. He don't know what, much about it. I read him like, you know, just a few scriptures and we're going to pray and, and Bill's going to get this. And so, so he got it and things like that. So talking to Bill, um, I found out that he didn't really have a car. He was borrowing his, his, his daughter's car. And I said, well, Bill, where do you live? And he told me where he lives. I said, well, you're real close to victory. And so, you know, I got his information um, I got it down, talked to my secretary. I said, oh, and I, I, I told my secretary, I called, you know, the certain pastor here at, Vict- at Victory, give him Bill's information, you know, and tell him to contact Bill and he needs to get in your, in your church. And I told Bill, I said, you live close to Victory. You need to go to Victory because it's not about building yeah. our church. It's about building the kingdom there you go. and, you know, making yep. a change in, in someone's life. And, you know, I, I know some people will be, well, you know, you need to get on the bus or do whatever, come back. No, it's, you, know, you know, Bill needed to be in church. It didn't matter if it was my church, and I mean, at that time, Pastor Billy Joe, Billy Joe was still alive, and it was you know, you know, his church, but my church, Pastor Paul, you know, doesn't doesn't matter whose church it is. The main thing is to be in church, and yeah. I think that's 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 the attitude we should all have, no matter where we are. Absolutely, that's what I tell people all the time. I said, you know, we need to understand that 
we're on the same team. We're all working together. We're all, you know, I talk to other pastors in town and I let them know, Hey, we're not here to take people from your church. We're on the same team. We're working together. I, you know, I consider you a brother and I consider you, you know, someone that I, I'm for, we, you know, we're, we, we let pastors know all the time. We're praying for you. We're for you because it is important that, yeah, that we're kingdom builders, not just building our kingdom. So, you know, Dave, when you went to Manhattan, you, did you have some, some people, you know, some contacts or, or did you just go and not know anybody, you know, and I mean, how'd that work? Person, yeah, I only knew, uh, one person, I knew another pastor in town. And other than that, that we didn't know anyone. We had come over here. Our kids played for our private Christian schools there in Topeka. They'd come over and played against, you know, some of the teams here. And so we came into Manhattan a couple of times for that, but really it was kind of in and out for the game. We did not know anyone here at all until, we moved here and just started getting out and getting to know people and love on people and sharing Jesus with them. Just being obedient to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Now, obviously, I mean, of course, this, you, you have just moved into your n- new building, correct? I mean, I saw the yeah, picture. You, let, let's back up because I'm glad you brought that yeah. up because you guys met in the park and, and uh, block parties and outreaches and it was a little while before you started meeting in a, your first temporary place and now you're you're in a more more of a permanent type place walk us through that a little bit absolutely yeah you know with our uh, trailer that we mentioned a while ago we got that and we said you know hey at first we didn't know really where we wanted to be and again even obviously in a pandemic you're trying to keep your overhead low as well and we knew there's now reached tools so the first few weeks we met at the park we were there we just set the trailer up we come out early. It was kind of interesting because we, uh, you know, you had mornings where it was cold and windy and had um, even our live stream, stream camera blew over one time and <laughs> you know, kind of interesting trying to keep the, all the, the banners up and down and, you know, keep everything from blowing away. But uh, yeah, we had the first few weeks and we had, you know, several people got saved there. Several people, that was when they first came in and checked out Remnant Church because, you know, in the pandemic, there was a lot of different things we did different. You know, we even, before we left Topeka, the, the, uh, we did, church in the parking lot and there's a lot of different different things we did and so we we just tried a couple of different things and then door opened up we were able to go into a hotel for um about six weeks and then you know the whole setting up and tearing down thing we knew it was time that god was leading us to start looking for a um more permanent place and now that the place that we're in now was not it needed some build out on it and there was a tenant that was finishing their lease out had two months left and so we ended up that the owner of that building put us in a temporary place for the last four months and then we just moved in last sunday we uh, officially got into our new facility we've still got a few little things we're doing in fact after we get done here today i've got to finish building our uh, soundboard out and so it's just uh it, it's just been amazing again to see the faithfulness of god where he's provided all these different things and even you know the place we're in now honestly it was another thing if you look at another facility we got about eleven thousand square foot here and based on what other properties are leasing for here in town that I looked at that had, you know, like we're triple net and you've got your rent, you've got your utilities, you've got other, other fees above that. But God provided this place that we're in and includes all the utilities, includes everything <laughs> for a fraction of a cost of what everything else was running. I mean, we're, we're probably running about 30% of what any other facility in town like this is running. And the guy built out our kids classrooms and, I, I, I can't even put it into words. My wife and I stood in here last uh, Saturday, and and it just blows me away. Yeah, at the faithfulness of God. Yes, Amen. Yeah, 
I saw you sent me a, you texted me a crowd shot uh, Sunday afternoon, and that's pretty impressive for a church that just started a few months ago in a pandemic. Uh, I, I can tell you, there's some pastors <laughs> who would love, love to have how many people you have. Yeah, you know, twenty year old church, <laughs> <laughs> especially yeah, in, you know, in attendance live. Yeah, right. It's it's really yeah. I guess we've got some amazing people here, and God's just been so faithful, and and we just keep seeing new families come each week. I, I don't think. I can't remember the last Sunday we didn't have someone that responded to the altar call live. We always have people additionally online, but uh, people just each week coming in, coming in, hearing the word, responding to the word, and making Jesus their Lord and Savior. It's it's a powerful thing. And you mentioned healings. Uh, you had shared a story with me early on of a couple on the brink of divorce. Uh, you mind just sharing a tidbit of that as an example of how God's been? Yeah, working? you know, actually, I'd say I've got three different families that uh, have been a part of the church that were at the verge of divorce, you know, and, and again, I think I shared with you at the time, you know, my wife and I talked about it and, you know, we love seeing the healings. We love seeing people come out of wheelchairs and we had one lady that had her leg grow out three inches and we, we love seeing all those things, but what a testimony to the, to the goodness of God, seeing marriages restored. Yeah. I mean, the devil's after families and, and, you know, one specifically has, you know, children involved and could have been without a dad in the home. But um, I, I know three specific families that have come through our church and been been a part of the church here and, and here in Manhattan that just, man, God just radically changed their life. And the marriage stayed together, the families together, seeing complete restoration. And it, yeah, it, it's absolutely a major, major miracle that uh, only God can do. That's awesome. Yeah, it's just great. Once again, Dave, can can you give us your, your church website for people want to go check? And you're on Facebook as well, correct? Are you on any other social media? We're on Facebook and Instagram at Remnant Church KS, and then our website is remnantchurchks.com. dot com. Yeah, and so I encourage you to go and 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 check out check out the pictures. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I just want to say on on behalf of not only myself but I know my family, we're proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate it. And, we know, love love you all. You know, Craig, that's what, as you were talking about a while ago, that's one thing I've always seen in you is, is your heart for people. We saw it through with the basketball players, but like you're saying yeah. with that bill, it, it comes, it, it's, it's a contagious thing when you have a heart for, for not only God, but a heart for people. Absolutely. I'm just, you know, proud of what you've, what you've done in such a short time, you know, and like I said, you're bringing me to tears. I mean, <laughs> it's just, you know, amazing how yeah. to see, to see God work and, you know, and, and I know even Tony and I have talked about, it, you know, just a pioneer church in general right now and in, in, in pre-covid wasn't easy you know but but to not only to, to add the pandemic and all that kind of stuff yeah. and all the political stuff and i know we've had some conversation about that too dave um but you know <laughs> you know all all that stuff going on and you know to see how how god is faithful even in the midst of, of where, you know, where most people say well there's no way you know i can't start a church in a, a pandemic but the Bible says that we can do all things through Christ who gives us the strength. Well, well, by following the leading of the Holy Spirit, following your passion and loving people, I mean, what was opposition and what was an obstacle? In essence, you saw it as an opportunity to do something different, uh, and it's and God's been faithful. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and to me, it just the pandemic brought even a greater opportunity for people to be open, open, and just truly see how good God is that in the middle of a pandemic, he said that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And that, uh, we just know, I mean, it's come on. It's a greater one on the inside, knowing that when we rely on him, when we rely on his ability and not our ability, 
all things truly are possible to him who believes. Yeah, it's so awesome. Like I said, once again, we're so excited. So excited to see, you know, where Remnant Church is, is going to be going in the future. I mean, so if you can do this in the middle of a pandemic, who knows what you can do when, when things are going great. <laughs> so Absolutely. That's, that's one thing we're we're just believing God for more help. We got a lot. We got a big vision. We got a lot of people we want to reach. We're wanting to start more churches around the region as we continue to grow and continue to do things. And so we just know that God's been faithful bringing in everything else we needed. And so we just know those resources are coming in. And we're going to have everything we have need of to just continue to expand and reach more people. Well, listen, we have students that listen to this podcast, so maybe this will spark some of them to want to come help you. Yeah. Or even come, you know, it's not too far, right? It's also you know, for a mm-hmm. weekend to come and visit you and see what God's doing, especially someone who's interested in starting a church for themselves. They might want to might want to go in and, you know, talk to you a little bit and find out because, you know, it's one thing to hear someone that's done it 10 years ago, another thing to talk to someone who's doing it today. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, man. Well, you know, once again, if you're out there listening to this podcast and, and, and you're thinking, man, I don't even know what I'm even doing in life. And, you know, you know, it, it seems like Pastor Dave, he has things together and, you know, going great things and doing great things here in Manhattan, Kansas. But, man, my life has kind of been a struggle or whatever. I just want to encourage you. Maybe maybe you need to go to Bible school. And you say, well, I never thought about going to Bible school. But you know what? Like Aaron Anna said a couple of weeks ago, you know, he believes that everyone should take two years out of their life and go to Bible school to learn more about the Word of God, rbtc.org. Just encourage you to go to that website. we got a little video there you can watch you know, about, about the ministry. Fill out some information. We'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call and talk to you about Rhema, talk to you about college weekend, or maybe set up an, um, a time to come. And Rhema is very affordable. You know, some people think, well, I, I mean, college is expensive. I tell you what, go and look at some Bible schools and then come visit yeah. Raymond, find out how, how affordable we really are. $3,050 for the complete year. Raymond's a two-year school, so that's $6,100 for, for, for two years of training. And you can transfer up to 30 or 40 credits to, to a, a accredited college. And I'll tell you, what, it's, it's, it's a great deal. You know what? And maybe God has a plan for your life. So one day you're going to go out, start a church and go out, reach the lost and, and do things that Pastor Dave is doing there in Manhattan, Kansas, you know. Uh, Tony, it's, it's just so incredible to, to hear yeah. what our graduates are doing. And, Absolutely. You know, and so incredible because I, I know part of your job is is to, to you know, mentor and, and talk to a lot of our Raymond graduates, part of RMAI around the world and, you know, through the good times and the bad times. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and sometimes you need the testimonies. Of, yeah, Dave's been a bright spot in the in 2020 because yeah, so his texts and his phone calls are always good. Yeah, but, but because, <laughs> you know, there are some people you know, that, that haven't had as, as good, of, yeah, as good of things. You know, but also I think it comes down to do we believe what we believe? Yeah. You know, because, you know, so we just had Pastor Paul Cavanaugh. I mean, he got hit with two hurricanes yeah. and COVID and God still provided. Yep. You know, so, you know, I think it's, that's what, do we really believe the Bible? Because we can say we believe the Bible. We can quote the Bible every day. We can wake up in the morning and say, this is the day the Lord's made. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. But are you really? The proof of the pudding's in the eating. Yeah. Do you really? So. So once again, Dave, thank you so much. Thank you for, for being our guinea pig to be our first Zoom guest here on, <laughs> on Rayma Podcast. And we're, we're so glad, you know, and, and we're so excited about, about the future and, and to, to hear the great stories. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll be hearing more and more stories. And, you know, hopefully come down to camp meeting, we can talk more in person to them. And then what we're going to end today's podcast, like we know all, all podcasts here at Rama. Here at Rama, we're bringing hope, help, and healing to the world. <laughs>